welcome to the Proximity Podcast with Esty, where we talk about everything God and everything life. Join my dad as he shares his thoughts on God's will and purpose for our lives, and also gives some insights as to how we can live and experience the Christ-centered life in its fullest, in the way God designed for us to. I pray that you will truly see and experience the love and the grace that God has available for all who decide to put their trust in Him, hear His word, and follow Him. Be blessed as you listen. Hello everyone, welcome to the Proximity Podcast, where we talk about everything God, everything life. I am SD, and I'd like to thank you for joining me. Uh, on another episode, um, this is a forum, a time that we kind of go into into the Word of God to understand it, um, to seek to seek truth, to find truth, and ultimately apply the truth um, to our lives. So I'm glad that um, that you're here. Um, I'm happy to be here as well. Um, hope everyone's doing fine. Hope the year has been good so far. You know, believe it or not, we are today's the twenty fifth. Yeah, today's the twenty fifth, and of January, and January is just a couple of days to be over, um, and and that's the amazing thing, right? Once a year starts, and then you blink, and before you know it, it's December. It's time for, um, it's time to celebrate Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and then it's another New Year's Eve. So time really does fly. Um, so I hope um, everyone's living according to purpose and um, staying connected to the grace of God, staying connected. To the righteousness of God, which is, you know, first and foremost, our utmost priority, our utmost duty as children of God, to live according to His Word. Um, and I believe that, you know, with everything that God has asked, asked us to do, He gives us the grace. Um, so, um, it's not a race that He's called us to kind of run um, by ourselves and try to figure things out. Um, if you're in the East Coast of the United States, hope you're staying warm. Um, I know last week we had um, a couple couple snow days, and so we had quite a bit of snow. Um, as much as I love it, um, I think the um, the work that one needs to do after the snow is what I don't really like, because then you got to start, you know, clearing the driveway, digging out cars, and and all of that stuff, and it's just, yeah, it's not fun at all. And for me, I'm the only dude in my house. Um, you know, my wife, then I got two girls. So, I mean, <laughs> I pretty much have to do all the digging by myself. Um, I think this last time I ever, my, my older daughter came, she, she, she tried it. Um, she, she, she helped out for a couple minutes. Um, but the younger one felt, um, making snowballs was a better use of our time. So she wasn't really of help, but, but yeah, it, it's, um, it's all right. We, I don't, I don't really complain for me. It's good exercise. And um, and all of that. So, all right. Today, I want us to study from the book of Romans, chapter eight, from verse one through four. Um, I want us to see if we can understand what it really means to be under grace and not under the law, um, as opposed to how people think or um, think of it or talk about it. Um, because I believe you've heard from from people, you know, you've heard the saying. Um, I'm not under the law, but we're not under the law, but we're under grace. And a lot of people kind of think that to mean that, you know, I don't have to obey this, obey that. Um, it's kind of funny. I actually, I, I, um, 
I came across a reel on Instagram where um, a prophet or pastor, I don't know what, whatever title he gave himself, um, he said, um, because we're not under the law, we don't really have to obey any of the Ten Commandments. And I just laughed. I, I know, you know, um, nowadays a lot of people, um, pastors, are, so-called pastors and prophets and they, they kind of say things for the shock and all of it. Um, say things to try to sound deep. I'm not. I, I, I didn't actually even wait for the end of the discussion because anybody who starts uh, um, a conversation that way, it, it's never going to end well. So I, I didn't even bother to understand the context. Say we don't have to obey any of the Ten Commandments because we're we're not under the law. Now we're under grace. So I, I, it's, just, it's so laughable. And um, interesting. So I don't know. Um, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I don't know if you've been if you've been following um, trends. It, maybe it's just in America. I know. I mean, back in Nigeria, it's been that way. But all of a sudden, there are a lot of um, so-called prophets in in the U.S. now. It's everybody's a prophet. Everybody, you know. God is speaking. I mean, it's 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 amazing how many people God is now talking to. It's all about you know prophecies and what's going to happen to this person, what's going to happen to that person, and and everybody. It, I mean, just going. I know TikTok. Um, you see a lot of it on TikTok. You, I don't. Well, I don't see much of it on Instagram. Once in a while, I see it or or Facebook Reels, but TikTok is just flooded with um. With prophets, and I just, I just kind of find it amazing, um, especially at, at a time where God now speaks to us through His Son. the The role of um, prophets have changed. It's not, it's not what it was in the Old Testament. Um, a prophet from a, a church perspective, it's it's a different role. It's a different face, right? You know, back then they used to be mediators between God and man, but we don't need that anymore. So their their functions a little bit more nuanced than people are trying to um you know it's it, it's just funny it's it's funny but um that's why I always encourage everybody just read the word of God for yourself and um ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to understand you know God is not a confusionist God God the word of God doesn't confuse it's 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 simple to those who have um, allowed the Holy Spirit? Who allowed the Holy Spirit to lead and guide? It's it may be confusing to those who don't, but I just felt that that was something <laughs> worth mentioning. Um, all right, so let, let's let's read Romans chapter eight. Uh, this is the NIV. It says therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And and hear how um, the new King James version puts it there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit of life 
in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So if you pay attention to the phrase, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, you see that in the NIV, that, that phrase doesn't come up until the fourth verse. But if you look at the King James, that phrase comes up in the first verse and it also comes up in the fourth verse for emphasis. And the um, the danger in reading the NIV, um, especially when you're not paying attention, is you might assume that the no condemnation, right, applies to those who are in Christ, regardless of how they're living. So it must it must mean here that in Christ Jesus may just be simply referring to somebody who has given their life to Christ who is born again, right? Because if in Christ Jesus meant somebody who's born again and living right, then, you know, I don't think Paul would have, you know, added that of the language, but he needed to make it clear that I'm not only talking about those who are in Christ, I'm talking about those who are in Christ, but are living, those who are in Christ and are also living, walking by the Spirit. So, it means that you you can be in Christ and um, and you're walking according to the flesh, and you know we'll, we'll leave that for we'll leave that discussion for another time. So it's it's very very easy to miss in the NIV, but you see how the King James puts that phrase there, and they put it in verse four for emphasis. All right, so let let's let's break the scriptures apart a little bit, and and I believe we can learn a thing or two there here we see a change of location a change of guard a change of system right so we have a law that leads to death and then we also have a law that leads to life right so we we're moved from one one saved us from the other let's put it that way the law of the spirit of life sets us free from the law of sin and death so what can we learn there it it, it simply means that you know being born again is you know it's it's a change of laws right it's not from 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 being under a law to lawlessness right so so when we say we're not under the law but under grace it simply means that grace is just another set of laws the law of the spirit of life so this whole concept of people who want christianity without accountability without responsibility it's just not it. That that's not what the Bible teaches, right? We have to understand that even though we've been saved from darkness, right? We're we're not moved. We're not put in a vacuum. We're put in another system, and that system, that system is what is light. And Paul, just to to um, help us understand this um, this concept in chapter six. Uh, I think from verses 15, um, he uses slavery as an illustration here. And um, don't confuse this with um, with the, um, what's it called? The American slave trade and all the oppression and, and all of that. This is, this is something totally different. Um, 
and I'm, I hope one of these days I'll be able to do an episode um, on this. And, and but it it would kind of make sense to you from the illustration that that he he used he used in Romans chapter six to let you know this is not somebody buying somebody else and then you know putting them in chains and oppressing them and all of that stuff. Not that slavery is good in any form or fashion, but um, just so we make that distinction. So let's look at Romans chapter 6, 15. It says, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means, right? Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, so this is not somebody who was captured. This is you offering yourself, right? So whatever you offer yourself to, to obey, you are slave to that thing. That's what Paul is saying. So don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one that you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. It now says, says in verse 17, But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness so you see so so the, the freedom is not a vacuum you you want delivered and put in this part where you can just do whatever you like where we can just live however we like we can we can define what is good what is bad no it, it's not that we we were free from sin so the slavery we had on the sin we were free from it so now god is saying now you willingly offered yourself to sin so when you become born again what you need to do is to willingly offer yourself to righteousness. So, so that's the first thing. It's a change of God. It, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not freedom from from obedience, from righteous living. It's just a change. It's a change of system. So, if you look at verse three, it says, "For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh." So, what could the law not do? And you know, people have. You know, the moment you you know talk about the law, they talk about it as something that was bad. The law had an intention, right? The law had an intention, even though it failed. It had it had an intention. If you look at Romans chapter seven, um, I think yeah, Romans chapter seven. If you look at verse ten, um, somewhere. Um, no, let's read from verse seven. Actually, it says, "What shall we? What shall we say then?" Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what I would not have known what sin was. I did not been for the law. Now, if you look at verse ten, I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. So, so the purpose of the law was to keep people in check. So, the intention of the law was good. You know, we look at the law as this bad, evil thing. Even though we've been saved from it, we have to understand that. The intention was good. You know, when when the law says do not kill, that's a good intention. You shouldn't go around killing people. Um, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not, you know, do not um worship false gods, don't covet your neighbor's wife, property, or whatever. Those are good things, right? So the law had good intentions. If you look at verse 14, it says, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual. It has good intentions, but something happened, right? Something happened. 
scripture says it was weakened through the flesh. It was weakened through the flesh and simply means it was weakened by sin because sin resides in the flesh. And and this should be easy to understand um, as human beings um, because the moment we're told not to do something, that's when the passion to do it arises. For I, I can't explain it, um, but if you want to be honest with yourself, and even if you've been around kids, the moment you say, don't do this, it's going to be, why? But why? But why? But why? Because sin lives in us. And the moment it gets an instruction, all it wants to do is to violate that instruction, right? And that's why the law could not, right? Because the law in of itself did not come with power to be able to fulfill it, right? Um, think of the law as a teacher, a professor, who, um, so maybe in college or high school or whatever, and throughout the semester, he teaches nothing. No, no, no teaching you concepts, no going through study. And, and on exam day, you, you get an exam. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I, we didn't learn nothing. How are you testing us on what you didn't teach us? So, so think of the law that way. It comes with all the good intentions, but it never gives you, um, it doesn't equip you to live according to it, right? So, and because there's nothing in us to give power to be able to fulfill that, it's always bound to fail by our own strength because it's sin inside of us. So that, that's what Paul was saying here, that for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, now God said, okay, I'll fix, I will fix that problem, right? I'm going to fix that problem. And and this is why Jesus came, he died for us, you know, he's, he resurrected, now we have new life. And by the power of his spirit, now we're able to, to do what we could not do before we give our lives to him. It's 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 that simple. It's that simple. Um, if you if you read from verse, if you continue reading verse three, it says for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. So Jesus came to deal with the sin, the sin that was was weakening, the sin that that created that weak environment that the law could not, the, the requirements of the law could not be fulfilled. Jesus came to deal with it, right? So he condemned sin in the flesh. He, he, he overcame sin, right? And because he did that, now there's an opportunity that the righteous requirements of the law, because the intention of the law was to make righteous. The intention of the law was to make righteous. Now, because sin has been dealt with, right? That we now have power from the Spirit of God that the righteous requirements might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And that's where the power comes from, right? Because we are walking according, according to the Spirit. So, so this whole thing of looking at Christianity from the standpoint of God has delivered us and He doesn't expect anything from us. It is false. It's It's false. He, he saved us because he, he needs something from us. But in our current state, we cannot give him what he wants. And that's to live a life of holiness. So he had to, he had to fix that problem. So now that he has saved and 
delivered us, now we are able, through the help of the Holy Spirit, to fulfill those requirements. Right? Hope. I hope that makes sense. And and you know, walking according to the Spirit, that's a that's a whole topic on its own. But I would want you to think about the Holy Spirit for a minute. Because if we're going to walk according to the Spirit, we have to walk in line with the Spirit. We have to understand the Spirit of God. We have to we have to be able to hear the Spirit, um, His voice. We have to we we have to be in tune with the Spirit of God in order to be able to walk according to the Spirit. Walking according to the flesh is easy because we understand we understand the language of the flesh. We understand the language of sin. We we know when our desires are taking us to where God doesn't want us to. We, so we're very familiar with 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 sin and and just just our natural um, cravings and inclinations. So so that's that's very. Um, that's second nature, but with the Holy Spirit, we, we have to learn something new. We have to, you know, kind of reset our thinking and all of that. But everything starts with with time with the Holy Spirit, you know, fellowship and relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's where a lot of us Christians, especially in this time and day, this is where we're really, really lacking. We don't spend time in the presence of God, in the presence of His Spirit. And if we don't spend time in the presence of the Spirit, it's going to be very hard for us to receive strength and grace to be able to walk according to the Spirit. And it's 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 the simple things. This is not the forty days of prayer and fasting and going on top of mountain and and all of that. It is the simple things of taking a portion of your day, uh, shutting everything else down, and spending time in God's presence in prayer. In meditation of the word, and and just just making it priority, right? Not something um, by the side, not um, not the remnant of your day, but the first fruits of your day, right? Um, I hear a lot of times when people say, "If um, five minutes is all you have, um, give it to God." I as much as I, I try to understand the intention of, of things like that, I don't I don't I don't think that's a good thing to say. I don't, because you're saying that this life is so busy that God can only get what remains after you've gone to do whatever it is you've gone to do. Bearing in mind that every ability that you have actually came from God, right? So this whole idea of um, you only have five minutes, you, we can't do better than that. Uh, maybe one, once or twice, you know, you you don't get to spend time before you get out of the house and you you know praying in your car and all of that. But if you're praying in your car five days a week, going to work five five Monday through Friday, that's that's a little bit problematic. Um, it 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 just goes to show that you've not really gotten into the discipline. Right, life can never be too busy for God. It can never be too busy. Um, so it, it's it's an encouragement. It's not a condemnation. It's just it's just a um, a reality that we have to understand. Because if we keep if we keep up this attitude of um, you know God understands, God understands, God understands. We're never gonna develop spiritually. When ne- and 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 
the way we need to grow physically, mentally, is also the same way we need to grow spiritually. And so we have to put a conscious effort in spending time with the Spirit of God in order to get strength and grace, in order to walk according to the Spirit. And as time goes on, we, we, you know, we'll, we'll dive deeper into what it means to walk um, according to the Spirit or how can you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit um, and, and you know, get into, into that frame of mind, that habit of, of always making time. We'll get into that um, in future episodes, but it is worth knowing that um, if we're going to be fulfilled in our Christian work, we cannot do it by our own strength. It's just not possible. Um, we need God. We need His help. We need His grace. I think Jesus said it right that when He was talking to His disciples that I'm going to leave, but I'll send you a comforter. I'll send you a, a guide, somebody who's going to lead you into truth. How do we know the truth if the Holy Spirit doesn't open our eyes to truth, right? So just kind of those kind of things. Um, I hope this was helpful. Um, it's just four verses, but it 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 contains a lot, um, and there's you know not enough time to really expand it more. But I think just just a few things we've talked about um, um, should go a long way in in helping us understand the Word of God more and um, helping us understand our Christian life more and what is expected of us. So till next time, um, I pray that um, you find fulfillment in everything God has uh, given you the grace to do. I pray that um, you make God priority. Um, I pray that life will not be too busy um, to find time to spend with God. I pray that everything that your hands um, are found to do, that God will prosper and um, keep you in health. And um, till we see, ne- um, till we come together next time, um, have a blessed one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Proximity Podcast with SD. I really hope you were blessed and inspired. I would like to encourage you to find a church community where the gospel is preached with integrity and without compromise. And more importantly, make it a daily commitment to set quality time aside to meditate on God's word and grow your prayer life. Until next time, stay in the faith and keep your faith in Jesus Christ.